Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One of my most exciting videos of the preseason. It's my power rankings, my predictions on where I think everyone's going to score. And the in brackets there is how many points I think they're going to beat last year's average or where they're priced at. So obviously that's very important at the start of the season to try and pick up a little bit of value across your starting side and potentially where some points you just want to get the best scorer for that position in your team. How this is going to work, we have all my best guns for the start of the season here and across the whole season there is what this average is going to be. Some of these guys will score better at the start of the year. Some will be able to get a great average across the entire year. Secondly, there we've got how many games they're going to miss across the season. So Four, five is some of the normal ones, especially for these Origin guys. If I have a, a star next to the name, that means there's a chance that they could make Origin there. So Robson there, chance of making Origin. He missed three games, potentially could miss four or five, depending on, on how that goes. And you know, someone like Fafida as well. So a bunch of these guys, I've got the top 27. And what I'm looking at here is all the guys that are, are priced around that 50 mark or just below that I think will hit a 50 plus in this video. And the next one will be going through all the value guys. So even, you know, there could be some of those guys that are priced in the mid forties that could hit over a 50, but we're going to avoid those guys. And we're also avoiding all the centers who, you know, are going to be guns, but could average around that 45 mark. We do have Joey Manu in here, which shows that he's going to be fairly important. And the next bit we're going to be going through, which I've blacked out just for the moment because there's so many numbers in this video. Uh, and we'll, we'll focus on one at a time, but the most important picks by their position. So some guys average a little bit more than others in their position. For example, Isaiah Papali'i. So he becomes pretty important. So we'll talk about those guys. And then the guys that I think you should start with in terms of your guns, in terms of importance from round one. So thank you so much for being in here, guys. We will kick this off with our top two guys. I actually think Nathan Cleary will out-average Hines just by one this year. It's going to be very, very close. You saw last year Cleary having his send-off game which, you know, he only got one in, which really dropped his, you know, points output. So he was very similar to Hines anyway. I can see him averaging just that one point better. The years prior, he was an absolute superstar and was a must-have captain each and every week. 
And last year, he was really good, just wasn't able to eclipse that mark, and Hines was a leading scorer this year. I can see them being very similar at the start of the season. Obviously, he has a buy in round three, Hines in round six. Both those guys having an early one doesn't really make too much of a difference, I don't think. It's just, you know, do you think there's any change in their team with how, you know, Appy's going to affect them leaving the club and also guys like Billy Kikau as well. But I think Cleary will bounce back with an even better season than he did last. And, you know, probably it could be almost a conservative average there because, you know, 68 is going to be pretty normal for him. He has, you know, 70s and 80s in his range as well. Having not scored 100 at all last year, I think he's going to get a few of them and bounce back. So either one of them is obviously going to be a great captaincy option to kick off your season. And then you go to guys like Cam Murray, who I'm seeing a 64 average from him this year with the plus one. So average 63 last year. I think you can do one better. And you really become a superstar mid. Obviously, he was last year, but do it again consistently. And also be a good captaincy option. Any of these guys that we think are going to average over 60, I think are going to be good captaincy options. If you're worried about not having Cleary or Hines because it looks like they're going to average a little bit more than the next guy, what you need to think about is that you're probably losing, what, four to five points each and every week which is not the worst thing in the world, especially when guys like Cleary and Hines have a buy early on and you're probably going to have to captain someone who's in this sort of 4 to 10 range in that round that Cleary and Hines are out, whereas someone like Murray is going to play all the way through until Origin there in round 13. They have a buy in 16, but he's obviously going to miss a heap during that period. So you can get all, all the, get him all the way through to round 13. He does miss five games there. So he's going to be super important. And guys, if you haven't joined the private group yet, I would really appreciate that. The prizes are on offer at the moment with not many people in there. is absolutely crazy. You're looking at sort of a one in five chance, a one in 10 chance of, of winning a lot of your money back at a minimum. And there's going to be massive prizes throughout the season that you don't want to miss out on. So I would absolutely love it if you could jump in there. The link is in the description, guys, to get around that one. And jump in and check out all the shorts that we've been putting out as well uh, and we're replicating them on tiktok as well so scoop and i getting around the uh the shorts world if you want a short and punchy uh, you know, way of going about things about certain players and my ladder predictions as well so move on to harry grant next and, and him i have put him at an average of 63 for the entire year this year he obviously has a buy in round nine so that's something to keep in you know in your in your mind heading into round one is if you want to pick him or not and there's a few interesting thoughts out at the moment it sounds like Munster's still struggling from the osteo uh pubis there i'm not sure exactly how to say it but with him that you know dealing with that we got pap out as well how's grant going to go is he going to have to sort of take over a bit more a little bit of kicking out of dummy half is he going to have to run the ball a lot more and, and try and you know, carry them a little bit him and jerome hughes it sounds like Munster will be okay but yeah, I think really this year he can step up. He has no no other worries. We saw what he was able to score for the Tigers when it was his team. He was the gun. Grant is the man here. And if you're looking at you know getting a gun in your team, he's the best one here in terms of getting you know three points of value, which I don't think the above guys can get. So obviously you know about almost 50k in uh, in price rises you can get from Grant. And he's someone that you can captain. If you are going Cleary and Grant, Hines and Grant, you could captain him in the rounds three or the round six. He misses four over the season too. So when we're looking at this, guys, the ones that have less uh, missed games is because they their, their team by falls on a 13, 16, or 19 round when they would be playing Origin anyway. And as I said, just remember, most of these guys that are going to be in the, in the best rankings for your must-have guns uh, are going to be playing Origins. So just be aware of that there. 
Damian Cook, I'm putting him at a 63. So the year prior, he didn't score as well. Last year, he absolutely killed it. And I just see a slight regression there. 66 is really hard to get. And I'm just going to be leaving that to the two top guys in this league in Cleary and Hines. I think Cook's still going to have a great season, but a 63 is probably pretty fair. To expect him to do 66 again would, would be pretty tough considering how, how much he did. But do remember that you know, part of the reason why he scored so much better last year was the change of coach. So with them having the same coach again, there's a great chance that he does score the same, but a 63 is still going to be great. And he is someone that you can build your team around considering he, does, he doesn't have a buy until he plays Origin in round 13. Yes, he misses five games, but his role in Origin is a little bit less than some of these other guys. So just be aware of that in terms of, you know, having him over that middle period of the, of the game there when he's going to be great chance of backing up from Origin and stuff like that. Hines, we're not sure on Origin at the moment, but they have a really bad schedule in there. They have some weird buys where they're not having it on 13, 16, and 19. So even if he does make Origin, looks like he's going to miss a, a bunch of games too and a good chance he's going to be 18th man and, and stuff like that as well. We've got Isaiah Papali at 62. I think he's going to have a great season again. There's just a couple unknowns from the start. And when the, the edge position has a fair bit of value, I can see him being someone you want to get in your team fairly soon, considering he, you know, he's a great chance of scoring at that 62. And we'll speak about it in a sec, but the next kind of edge guy, we've obviously got Angus Crichton. I'm recording this on Thursday, the day after the news broke on him. Obviously, the club hasn't brought anything out yet, so we don't really know what's happening on his front. But if he's not well, I hope that he has a nice recovery and he can get the help that he needs. But uh, in terms of the edges there, the next best guy is going to be Crichton and Fafita I had down there. So five points difference, which we'll talk about here in the most important picks by position. But yeah, probably do you pick him from round one? Maybe not just because he's so expensive. And, and are you going to captain him with a few of the unknowns? You probably aren't going to, but he might only going to be missing three games with no origin. He's going to be gold over some part of the season there. With Tigers having a buy in round seven, it makes it a little bit interesting. Do you start with him? Do you bring him in in round eight? You know, there's a few question marks there, but we'll speak about him in further detail. Payne Haas, I have at a 62 average this year. I actually see, you know, we, we've got past all of the noise in our heads, a lot of our podcasters' heads, uh, a lot of people just in the community's heads there, that he won't be right. But he's been back at training for, you know, multiple weeks now. A lot of it wasn't physical, like to his body, which is great. Uh, he obviously had plenty of issues last year. Thankfully, he's had the preseason and the offseason to, to get over that, those shoulder issues. But we know the type of scorer he is. You know, Last year, at the beginning of the year, he was an absolute wrecking ball, averaging over 70 until he had his injury. So I definitely think that he could average 62 over the season and you know, proceeds there, you know, gives us about six points of value at a minimum, which I think is great. And is someone that I'm considering popping into my side to start the season and you know, potentially as a, a vice captain or captaincy option for sure, depending on how we play this with you know, Cleary and Hines, if we if we have enough cash to bring them in, what kind of cheapies we end up in team lists and stuff like that. So Haas, a great option. Misses four games, even with Origin. So not the worst at all. And you obviously get him all the way to round 13 as well, which is great. Munster, with his slight issue, he did play with it last year and he didn't really score any different from before and after, which is great. Um, yeah, really not too stressed about his output. He does have a few weeks to, to get it right. And he's one of those guys that he can perform yeah, hungover. He can perform when he's fit and firing. I don't think it matters to him too much. So a 61, just one, negative one there on him, but really a 60 point player just doesn't have the massive kick meters uh, and doesn't goal kick. Well, doesn't goal kick very well if he does get the opportunity. So that's Munster there. 
Reese Robson, looks like we're going to miss three games from him. You're going to get him all the way to 13. I'm really high on him for this year. Sounds like he's getting, uh, which, you know, if you look at his stats there, the only thing that he's missing was kicking in general play, which uh, a lot of the other gun hookers have. Um, and he's going to look at all the best to play the game, Cam Smith, these types of guys, and, and how can he take his game to the next level? And kicking from general play is going to net him probably two to four points if he can do that, whether it's, you know, little ones or it's, you know, the, the, the one or two kicks downfield during games. So if he can do that and just some natural improvement, we've seen what he's able to do in 80 minutes. He's super consistent. So I think it's Robson or Harry Grant early on that you'd be looking to pick up unless you're going for like a Brandon Smith, Tanner Boyd and spending up elsewhere in the mids or, or the halves, something like that. So I think Robson's a great option. Uh, it could be a guy you just plug in for the entirety of the year. That's probably what I'm thinking. And obviously being a Cowboys fan, that would uh, be helpful as well. But guys, let me know if there's any guys on this list you don't think should be there, if you think there should be changes, I'm very much open to all the different uh, opinions. Obviously, everyone, you know, most people have a slightly different opinion on, on a lot of guys. So if you can come in uh, and in the comments or in, in DM me or in, in the Discord, for example, uh, that would be really helpful if you can give me another perspective because I learned so much of, off everyone else. Yes, I have my opinions. Yes, I've been playing this for a long time, but you know, everyone's different. Everyone has a different thought process. So those narratives that you can provide me are going to be great as well. So thanks for that. Adam Dewey, uh, having him at a 60 average, I think that's pretty fair considering you know he's able to score about a 62 when he does uh, get that six roll for 80 minutes. So it looks like he's going to get that position. He's going to have potentially Bateman or Sean Bloor on his right. He has a, a pretty solid right edge with Nofaluma and these types of guys as well. So for Adam, I can see him you know being a season-long keeper as well and without origin would play would miss three games, which would be would be great. And you get him all the way to round seven to kick it off, which is not too bad. Uh, I think he's a, a solid option to start with. Priced at 54. And if the Tigers get off to a good start, I can't see too much changing for him. He's very much a stat, uh, a base stat guy with you know averaging 22 tackles. He runs the ball for over 100 meters a game, which is great. So having that as a starter, he can obviously get tackle breaks, offloads, score tries himself, and you know kicks, kicks goals, kicks in general play. Do I say more? He's going to be a pretty important player this year. If he gets that six roll, there's all those murmurs at the start of the season that he was going to be, he was training in the centers and Dane Laurie at six. It sounds stupid, but who knows what's happened with the Tigers over the last few years because uh, they've had a, a bunch of different things, a bunch of different ways of thinking. But they do have new coaching this year with Tim Sheens and Benji. And I think with the amount of talent that Dewey has, they would be silly to, to not have him there. So that's really the main issue for him. I can see him scoring really well. DCE at 60 is going to be one of those guys that I, I think that, has a little bit of a bounce back, but the issue with him is the the round two buy um, and just where the turmoil is at Manly at the moment. So really, if they can bounce back, if, if Tommy's there, we know that he can be a, a mid-60s type of scorer. So at the moment, it's having him at 60, which I think is still pretty solid. He does miss the five games, which isn't very nice with Origin and so, some weird you know, crappy buys for them. I think DC will uh, will have a, a good season again. Just needs a few things to go his way, and we could uh, update those projections if if the Manly boys are fit and firing um, and doing great. Joey Tarpany, a lot of people are interested in him. He will miss three games this season with no origin, which is great. I see him having four points of value to kick it off, uh, which is you know, slightly conservative, but there is a little bit of risk with Ricky Stewart and the way he uses his players. Sometimes he'll get 45 minutes, which you know to get 59 average in 45 minutes is pretty tough, to be honest. He had games where he got 70 in 45, uh, but he also had games where he played 55 minutes and got a lot lower than the 59. So up and down type of scorer, 
had a rib issue last year, so I, th I can see yeah, after that he didn't score as well. Uh, for, for those guys that are interested in the injury profiles, then uh, check out Brian Sini there, the NRL physio, um, one of his patrons now, and, and I've got his big injury 2023 list uh, and his discussion on that. So it'd be really cool to, to jump in and check that out uh, and all the relevant stuff that he does week to week. And a great, a great way to support a, a guy in the NRL fantasy you know, super coach community as well, who provides plenty of value for all of us, just like uh, us podcasters and, and uh, video guys as well. So thanks for that. And uh, yeah, Tarpany, I think is going to be a great option there as well. Yo at 58, I think he's just going to be stock solid. He got 59 last year. 58 seems pretty pretty similar and pretty you know, exactly what we're going to get from him. Super consistent guy. Not, guy. not a guy I'm looking Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. To start with, I think there's a bit of value in that mid position, but definitely going to get the job done for you. Crime, we'll talk about another time. We got Dave Fafita, so I definitely think there's a little bit of value on him. He didn't really play that great last year. He had plenty of games where he got limited minutes. So if he's getting big, big minutes, then he can definitely score a 60 plus. But we just don't know at the moment. So we need to lower that uh, score total, I think, that he's going to get average across the season just based on that risk. So. I still think he's a solid one to start the year, but a buy in round four. There's just a few too many things to, to think about at the moment to, to really uh, to really value him super high in that 60 and have him as a plus six type of guy. But uh, definitely a great option if you're looking to pick him up. I think he's going to do great for anyone's side there. Matty Burton there at 57 is my projection for him. Priced at 50, a plus seven I think is pretty fair. You're going to get him all the way to round 13 as well as when they have their first buy. But he does miss out on five games if he's playing Origin, which most likely he should be on that bench, I'd imagine, considering how well he played last year. But definitely someone that provides, you know, keeper level, you know, top five, top seven keeper level uh, in the in the halfback position. He did have a pretty poor start to the year, he did have a pretty average end. But it all coincided with how the dogs go uh, went last year. So when the dogs were going great, he killed it. He got a, lot, a bunch of tries, uh, try assists, and and ran the ball well. When they weren't playing great, he wasn't able to get a lot of good footy, which meant that he wasn't able to run really well and and create a lot of attacking stats as well. He's kicking goals, so you imagine he gets a little uptick, maybe a goal a game, uh, with the dogs improving. And he has a terrific left edge, left edge with kick out and Adokar, and we'll find out who that center is going to be. Maybe it's Alamotti, but. I think Burton's going to have a terrific season and at the moment he's in my side for that reason. Tedesco, I see him having a little uptick for sure. Last year was one of his lower years at 54, so 57 I think is pretty fair. Obviously the news with Crichton's not great, but they can slot in a few different guys, the Butchers, 
uh, and then is going to come back at some point. So, and we don't really know how long Crichton will be out for. Again, I'm recording this on Thursday, so by the time this comes out, maybe a Monday or Tuesday, it'll be uh, yeah, probably more news out there, hopefully, uh, around him. But I think Teddy's going to do great. You got Tino guys at 57. We'll just finish with Teddy, actually. Sorry. 57 for Teddy. I think he's going to have a great season. You're going to want him in your team at some point, which I'll speak about in the next section when I unblack uh, that out. Tino, I have him at 57. There's a, a few people out there saying that he could definitely average around the 60 mark, 60 plus, if you're basing it on those fives, get five games at the end of the year. But what happens if you do look at some of the other games there, his offloads were way down, tackle breaks were down, run meters were a little bit down given he was a lock. But he, has, he can produce games where he just scores like a high 30s or 40s, and then he's going to have bigger games as well. So I, I can't give him too much of a, a jump in progression there just for the fact that he hasn't done it for a long enough period of time. Five games at prop. He has played prop in the past, and he didn't score very well either. So I think he's going to do well. There's definitely a chance that he could be similar to the Tarpany mold and sort of average around that 60, but I'd like to see it happen first. I think he's a little bit of a risk at his higher price, you know, in the in the high 700s, that he doesn't go absolutely bonkers there. Ruben Cotter at 56. So I have him and Carrigan very similarly. I'm going to go Cotter at the one point higher, but that means he only has a plus four, where Carrigan has a plus five. Looks like Cotter will play, uh, will miss five games. Carrigan will miss four. So in terms of these guys and who you're going to pick, I think it's a flip of a coin. Carrigan being that slight bit cheaper. Him and Haas are going to be the big minute guys up in Brisbane. And they've got the other guys to sort of fill out 30 and 40 minute roles. So very interesting how you, you, you decide to pick on these guys. If you, I, I probably base it on who you think you like watching better because I think they'll both score pretty similarly. And they both don't have a, a missed game until round 13. The teams have a buy in 15 and 16. Uh, 15 for the Cowboys there, 16 for, for Broncos, but doesn't matter because they have Origin there as well. Sean Lane, I see him holding or slightly improving at 55. Probably not an option at the start, given there's a few other better, a couple other better options, not many, but guys like Fafita uh, and, you know, Isaiah Papali, but he'll be solid. They have a buy in round 14 as their first one, so you get him all the way to 13. He's solid. Bateman, I'd be avoiding. Sounds like he might not even start the year, but I think him, you're not really going to get much value on his scoring. And there's other better options in the edge. Tohu Harris we're interested in. So 54 for him, I'm projecting him at. He has had games where, and years, sorry, where he's averaged over 60 or just over 60 there in, you know, pretty high minutes, obviously, getting close to 80 minutes a game. And to average 48 last year, coming off an ACL injury, second year back, I can see him, you know, definitely playing big minutes in the middle. They've got guys like Nikore and Barnett who can, you know, spare some, some minutes in the middle. But... For the Warriors to play really well, Harris get his step back a little bit. He didn't get really many tackle breaks, and he actually missed yeah, a bunch of tackles and didn't make as many as he did. So he missed the same, but he tackled less last year than he has in previous. So maybe just you know his repeat effort ability wasn't as great as it used to be. You know the amount of times he would tackle, get back in the line, get in and tackle again just didn't happen. So he's someone I'm actually interested in. Uh, obviously, just under that 700k bracket there for Toho. Latrell Mitchell, I think 53 is going to be great. He'll be the second best scorer in the wing fullback, so potentially could be higher. Uh, if you're looking at starting with him, he has a bunch of tough games to kick it off. Sounds like it doesn't matter too much for him, but I think he's going to be okay. Jaboyevich, I think he can average 50 if he gets back in. Uh, he has only really had the one massive year. Otherwise, you know, there's too many injury games where he, he ends up averaging a 45 for the year because he's, he gets a, a low score, but he'll be solid uh, and have a bit of value if he comes back. But a buy in round two is tough. Joey Manu out of 50, I can see him you know, across the season 
being up and down in terms of playing you know, center and averaging a, a mid 40s and then getting a 70 in a fullback game or a six game or, or whatever happens there for Joey. But I think overall he's going to be a great player and in a tough position, he's someone that you want to look to pick up for sure. And Scotty Drinkwater, I think he'll be the third or fourth Third best definite uh, wing fullback. You're going to have Manu in the centers for sure. Drinky, I think you can have a great start to the season. So let's unblack this middle section out. So we're going to talk about the guys that are the most important picks by their position. So how I'll explain this, if it says pause, that's the, the, set, the amount of points better in their position than the next guy. And then the field, so they're four or three points better than the field. Okay, so obviously the, these two guys are the best scorers in the game which is gonna be great. And then we'll uh, we'll go from there as we go along. But I think Cleary, you know, he's seven points better than his position. You're gonna pick one of the two. I don't think you can go with both unless you're going really cheap elsewhere and having a really limited bench. But I think these two guys there are the two best in the game. Uh, and, you know, they're gonna be really important just based off that. You know, everyone's gonna miss games across the season, you know, four, five, whatever it's gonna be. So if you have the guy that scores the best in the game, or at least one of them, you're going to be in a better position. So they scored you know, six and seven points better than their position, which is great, and then four and three better than the field. So really important guys to pop in your side. Joey Manu, I have him as number three. So given that he scores five points better in his position, it's obviously a limited position in the centers, and he has the jewel as well. So he becomes really important uh, you know, for a pick across the whole season is what we're looking at here, guys. May not be the best pick at the start, given he's really expensive and we're not sure exactly how it's going to go. But across the season, he's going to be the best in his center position. He needs to be a feature in your side at some point in the year. The dual position gets him just ahead of Isaiah Papali'i, who is five, better, five points better, in my opinion, than the other guys in his position. And that is why he is number four on this list. It's just very clear that he needs to be in your side at some point. He's only going to be missing three games across the season. He's going to get a very high total points across the season there. Get him in your side at some point. Tedesco, I have him as four points better than his position, which is obviously limited as well in terms of options. You got Latrell, Pat when he comes back, but we're going to avoid him to kick it off. And guys like Drinkwater as well. Manu, you can pop in there, but you want him in the center. So Teddy's going to be great. You've got Harry Grant there, who I have as number six, which I think is still really high there. Him and Murray, I think are going to be yeah, really important across the season. Grant is in a limited position, is why I have him ahead of someone like Murray, who has guys like Payne Haas in his, his position, Joey Tarpany, Tino uh, as well, that are, are going to be really, really good. So Grant, he has uh, you know, one less miss um, in terms of games played compared to guys like you know, Hines, Murray, Cook, etc. They have five, so he's going to miss four games, which is good. He has a little bit of value, which is awesome, and it's in a limited position. So Grant's going to be a great pickup for the season, which I know a lot of you guys are starting with him. Murray, he doesn't have a buy all the way through to 13, which is obviously great. He's going to play, uh, you know, probably 19 to 21 games. You're going to see from him, he'll probably miss five or six or seven uh, with backing up and stuff like that potentially not happening. But yeah, a couple of points better than his position. Great captaincy option. Get him in your side at some point. Reese Robson, I have him next just for the fact that he misses two less games. He provides a bit of value and he's in a limited position as well. So I have him just over Payne Haas, who I'm really high on both of those guys. I can see them both being in my side come round one, but Robson, a great choice. Payne Haas, I think, you know, one less miss, so the four games he's going to miss. He's a top two guy in his position and provides a decent amount of value. So he's going to be important. 
Cook, he's going to be a top five scorer in the game, which is why you have to think about him in this position and in a limited position. So we saw how important last year he was. He was one of those guys that if you didn't have, you really struggled unless you picked up Robson you know, midway part, you know, partway through the year where he was getting 80 minutes. Cook was one of those guys that you just built your team around and you were naturally in the top thousand if you had Cook in your side. So that's that. And then Tarpany, I'm going to throw in there as well uh, to round out sort of the, the top 11 here. I've got, he misses two less games than the rest of the guys and provides a bit of value. There's other guys that you could uh, you could talk about in here. Guys like, uh, guys like Burton are solid ones, but what we're looking at in this one is more the fact that these guys are going to be the top scorers in their position. They have limit, limited guys in their, in their spots. And, and these are the guys that really separate you from the pack. You know, if you're sitting with guys like, uh, you know, late, later in the season with guys like Burton and stuff that are averaging 57, you're Carrigan 55. Yes, they're all great. And they're probably not your top guys that you've got in your, in your uh, positions there. These are the guys that you want in your squad. That top 11 there, you want as many of those guys as you can so that you can average uh, as much as possible across the, the last section of the season and, and win your head-to-heads and win overall, which is going to be the way to go. So this section here, guys, we're going to be going through the best gun picks from round one and really what you're going to get out of them from that first 12 rounds until buys... Uh, and also Origin there. So we're going to kick it off with, I think Hines just is a slightly better pick at the moment than someone like Cleary, just because there's a, a obviously a three more rounds in between that first buy for these two. So Cleary in round three, most likely you haven't got your squad set up where you have a really good second player that can get you a 60-odd. Like a lot of people will try to go for a Cleary and a Grant. That's probably the way to go for it. Uh, can you go Cleary and Murray? It's a little bit more difficult, just the amount of money. Can you go Cleary and Haas and Captain Haas? That would be okay if you wanted to go Cleary. So he's obviously still a great pick up there. But Hines, I just have him slightly above, given that he's going to probably average the most over that first bit, uh, you know, with them having you know, just a really set-in-stone team. Uh, they don't have a super tough draw compared to Murray. Not that that matters for Murray too much, but him as number two pick. They're very close, to be honest with you. Murray has a obviously a great run of games, 12 there in a row, where he can be your captain week to week. I have Payne Haas as the next guy who's going to get a clean run of games. Just hopefully that he's ready to go because we know what he's done in the past. He's averaged better than Murray uh, over his career. So I definitely have him in that top two or three. Robson, I think, is going to be a great pickup. He's someone you're not going to have to worry about. There's no buys in that first section. So he's uh, an awesome pick with some value. We've got Harry Grant in there, who's, again, going to be a top sort of six pick there in the first 12 rounds. Clear as day. Just a round nine buy kind of stops him a little bit. He's not going to be the top point scorer, but could be in his position. So very important. Burton there with the no buys in the first 12 games there is going to be great for him. He has some value. He's going to be pretty important. I think Dewey, very similarly, they could have a similar amount of money to make, but he does have a round seven buy. So will score more, most likely, but has the round seven buy, which is a little bit annoying. Carrigan and Cotter. I have Carrigan just ahead because he's slightly cheaper, but both of those guys are going to be good for your sides in, in round one if you want to pick them up. Tohu Harris, he has a buy in round 12, but he also doesn't have a buy in round 13 and will play that crucial one. So if you start with him or if you pick him up a little bit early in the season, uh, I don't think you're going to go wrong. I, th- I see him as having some value and you know someone that's really consistent in big minutes for a team that, that needs a leader, given he's the, the captain as well. That really helps. So Joey Tarpany, a buy in round eight, but I think that's you know he's going to have some value and you know, could be a guy that sets you apart from the pack. Him or Tino, these types of guys are going to be similar, but I have Tarpany ahead of him, which is why he's not on the list. 
Puppily has the, the buy in round seven, and we're not exactly sure with risk factors based on uh, where he's at at the moment. And then Cook doesn't have a, a buy all the way through to round 13 as well. So he has to be on this list as a guy that I think will go slightly down in value, but still is going to be a mid 60s, low 60s type of guy. So you need to have him in your side. So what are your thoughts on that must-haves gun section, guys? We're going to be going through the value guys and also the cash cows as we learn a bit more and we get closer with trials and stuff. We'll know a lot more. Whereas the guns are pretty well set in stone as to how they're going to be used. It's really just going to be based on how they look in uh, in their trial, but also round one. And maybe we can get a bit of info from the coaches as to how they're going to play. Let me know your narratives on a few of these guys in the comments. Uh, that would be really helpful. Uh, appreciate all your support, guys, for watching all the way through the end. I thank you very much, and I would absolutely love if you could jump in that Discord uh, and jump in the private group as well. Thank you very much, guys. See you later. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Um...